Hello, listeners. I'm Max. And I'm Drew. And welcome to Free, free and, and Refreshing, refreshing T-Day's Station. Station. Bringing you the freest and most refreshing music every Tuesday and Thursday. Today is Throw It to the Throng Thursday, but... This week's show is a special charity edition. No, it's not to get Drew another t-shirt. Dude. We are raising money for Disability Rights UK. Disability Rights UK is a charity run by and working for disabled people to create a society where disabled people have equal power, rights, and opportunity. It does this by working with disabled people's organizations and government across the UK to influence regional and national change for improved rights, accessibility, benefits, quality of life, and economic opportunities for disabled people. Wow, they sound awesome. You'll find the link to donate in the show notes. Please help support the amazing work they do for the disabled community. Now, before we open up requests for rock and tunes this evening, we're going to start with something a little different. A guided meditation. So, sit down, sit back, and most importantly, relax. I don't know about relaxing, man. ASMR just gives me the creeps. No, this isn't ASMR, it's a meditation. (laughs) What's the difference? Is there a difference? Dude, yes, there... You know what, I can explain this later. Just try to chill. Hi, welcome to your daily guided meditation. I'll be your guide through today's session. We begin by finding a comfortable position to be in. You can be seated, standing up, or laying down, perhaps even hanging, like a bat. However, it's most comfortable for you. Once you're settled, I'd like you to draw attention to the breath. Let it be the sole thing you focus on. We're going to breathe in for four seconds. One, two, three, four. Hold for four seconds. One, two, three, four. And out for four seconds. One, two, three, four. In, two, three, four, hold, two, three, four, out, two, three, four, in, two, three, four, hold, two, Two, three, hold, two, 
Max, 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 Max. Max. <coughs> I'm awake. Man, that was awesome. Especially the bit about the pigeon. Now, I'm no ornithologist, but those dudes are still fascinating. I like to do surveillance on the pigeons outside the station, but I can never tell what they're thinking. Did you know that pigeons can be used to detect cancer? Damn. You okay, man? Yeah, just, you know... If a pigeon can, like, cure cancer, then what am I doing with my life? Are pigeons going to take over our jobs at the radio station? Are they going to become our new overlords and force us to coo at effigies of them? That's a specific concern. But don't worry about the job-stealing stuff. You're pretty irreplaceable here, man. Bro... You know, speaking of horrifying things that could happen in the future, have you ever thought about what our world would be like if we were all suddenly zombies? I can't say I have. It would be a weird world though, right? Can you imagine? The supermarket's all closed down, no water or electricity, no TV. Zombies lurking around every corner, not knowing who you can trust or rely on. Would we have to broadcast from a bunker? <gasps> Would free and refreshing T-Day station even still exist? Would people still own radios? If the apocalypse came, I feel like we might have slightly more pressing concerns than if people still listen to our show. I don't know, man. I think a lot of stuff about day-to-day -day life might not actually change. <laughs> Is that Olive? Ah, Olive? Ah, it's me, Elizabeth. Gosh, I haven't seen you since the before times. Liz? Hey! Last I heard, you were still a little zombie, freshly sprouted from the earth. Look at you. How have you been? I've been just marvellous. Thank you for asking. You know, I was a bit apprehensive when this whole rising from the grave thing happened, but I've been really enjoying the new opportunities. Hashtag you're only living dead once. Though I am still taking a while to adjust to the smell. Your face does look rather rotten, but I'll, I'll send you a link to a wonderful skincare regime I found. Gee, thanks. Tell me, are you still staying with your parents? Well... I'm still waiting for my unbirth certificate. It makes it surprisingly difficult to rent. Ugh, I could not bear that. I'd be dying to get out. Except we already tried the dying thing. <laughs> <laughs> Where are you unliving then? I moved back in with my partner, Mikhail. 
Mikhail, over here, sweetheart. Such a gem. They didn't mind being turned by me. Did you, my little mincemeat? Oh yeah, not a problem. Before, my soul was already dead inside. Now it's just living dead. Oh boy, so you were one of the living before the whole uprising stuff started. Yeah, it was a bit alarming. But I got this whole new appreciation for life and death and living death. They could keep telling you stories about their apocalypse experience like there was no tomorrow. And now we're celebrating our anniversary next month. We have a walking holiday in Greece. Oh, lovely. I've heard they do really great limb skewers. <laughs> oh, no, I'm detoxing. I can't eat those. It's all about grains, not brains. You're vegetarians now? Well, we tried, but I switched to pescetarianism. You know, the occasional pesky human never goes amiss. But I have an amazing carrot cake recipe. It's gluten-free, egg-free, nut-free, and gut-free. Let me send it to you. Um, thanks, but no thanks. I'll stick to my Hello Flesh subscription. We've also got a bit of green fingers, uh, metaphorically. <laughs> like I said, I'm dieting. We really got into watching Gardener's End of the World in evenings. And Lizzie has been doing an amazing job with the allotment. There's a little greenhouse with blood oranges and courgettes. She's been killing it. It must be nice spending time with the soil again. I've kind of been missing it. The dark, the cold, the slightly sticky. That's why we stopped cleaning the basement floor. Make it feel a bit more like Oh, I need to get those artichoke hearts into the oven if we're eating... Uh, I mean, uh, meeting. <laughs> the Jensen's for dinner. Mustache, but I'm so glad we got to catch up. Ta-ta! Rest in peace out. We interrupt this radio broadcast to bring you some breaking news. An outbreak of the fatal zombie virus Z has been recorded in a small village just south of Oxford. While it is unclear as to how fast the virus is spreading... Max, Max, stop. Do my ears deceive me, or are you trying to fool our listeners into believing that a zombie apocalypse is imminent? Well, we might face an imminent zombie apocalypse in the future, Drew. You never know. Yes, but until then... Could you please stop making fake radio announcements? Ever heard of the boy who cried wolf? Sorry, your attitude stinks. <sighs> Do you realize that if a zombie apocalypse ever did happen, humanity would not be able to defend itself? The only way humanity has managed to survive this long is that once we kill the things attacking us, they tend to stay dead. Well, yes, but I don't see many zombies around us today. You need to be prepared for every possibility. That way it is less likely that the zombies will come to eat your brains. Oh, charming. You love to imagine the best case scenario, don't you? All I can say is, I think we should be prepared for every occasion. Did you see Brad Pitt in World War Z? He was taken completely by surprise when the zombie apocalypse struck. <sighs> Thank heavens. An actual zombie apocalypse is extremely unlikely to ever happen. Stop creating these wild stories, Max. 
But if you are interested in wild adventures, then this is your lucky day. Next up, we are off to the Wild West. There may be no Brad Pitt or zombie-like creatures, but I promise you there is plenty of danger. Mighty long monsoon season, ain't it, Cole? Sure is, Bob. I don't know how long we're going to last out here in this desert without water. Yeah, we'll be all right. A little bit of time without water never hurt anyone. Well, unless that time turns into a long time, in which case... Cole, stop. You see that? That dark figure beyond the horizon? Probably an oasis, right? Yeah, looks too real to be an oasis. I feel like I recognize him from somewhere. It's your mind playing tricks on you, boy. Ain't no figure or person. Wait, I know him. I heard him from the stories my papa used to tell me about these airplanes. Now you're talking trash. I ain't. I always thought it was a myth, but it's real. The one and only Silver Bandit. The Silver Bandit? Is that some other kind of cowboy we don't know about in these parts? No, it's worse. It's like a cowboy who's going around doing the same stuff, but slightly meaner and darker in tone. Oh no! How will we survive with our old-time ways and hokey-pokey cadence against his sharp and smooth style? This guy's the real deal. They say he can last a hyper, a bull, and a lizard from three miles away, even if they're in different places. Defying the laws of space and lassoing? Doesn't sound that special. They also say he's lactose intolerant, but persists with drinking milk regardless. Alternative milk? Cow's milk. Now that's a miracle if I ever heard one. He's coming closer. What do we do? Submit to him and promise to be his eternal followers. Well, it ain't like we get anything better to do. You just said he was a sure marksman. I guess it's our best bet. He's coming closer. Huh. Is it me, or does that horse he's riding look awfully big? Yeah, it's silver and shiny. Very fast-moving. He looks mighty postmodern for our plain old cowboy time, don't he? Postmodern? What the gods aren't nation does that mean? Well, Cole, if you paid attention during the history of literary theory lessons like your mama told you to, you'd know. Postmodernism is a movement in contemporary art and culture used to describe the rise of post-structuralist theory and progressive ideas in the latter 20th century to the early noughties. Wow, I didn't know you were smart and bots. Ah, shucks, you're making me blush, partner. But whatever it is, we're about to meet him. dead. Um, it's me. Bonnie, with the guide from the tour. Sweet Moses of the behemoth! It's Bonnie and Clyde! Make a run for it, Cole! We ain't safe around those people! Not Bonnie and Clyde. Bonnie and the guide. Don't you remember us? Uh, do I know you? Because you seem familiar to me, but I'm struggling to place your partner. Oh, thanks. Twelve years of marriage and two children later, and you still find new ways of annoying me. They're alive. Oh, God. I actually thought I was going to lose my job over this. 
Guide to office. Carl and Parker have been found safe and sound. Repeat. Carl and Parker are safe and sound. We will be returning immediately. Forgive me, for I'm only an old-timey-wimey cowboy, but what the dang is going on here? You've both been missing for three days. We've got a whole search team out looking for you, and we've had to close the place down just to find you. Haven't you been trying to look for us? I think I would know my own personal history, thank you very much. I've been routing up cattle and striding around in fake leather cowboy boots since as long as I can remember. Uh, this is worse than I thought. They've developed fake cowboy syndrome. <gasps> I'm gasping hysterically, even though I have no idea what that is. I'm sorry, Bonnie, but it's an unavoidable diagnosis. They have all the symptoms. Walking with an uncomfortably white stance, fluffy beards, and mangled spaghetti western accents. Not the mangled spaghetti western accents! Carl, Parker? It's pots. Cowboy pots to you, boy. Sure it is. Do you remember visiting this place with your families? Do you know where you are? Of course. The Wild West. We've always lived on these plains. No. No, you haven't. You've actually been roaming the popular tourist destination Westworld World. Westworld World? Yes, Westworld World, a theme park based on the popular TV series of the same name. We visited it for your birthday, remember? My birthday? Why, that was so many moons ago, but I remember it like it was yesterday. We went to old Yellow Bella Seven and drank from old cups of moonshine while Fido played the fiddle and we square danced all through the night. Yes, I think you're misremembering that. You and Parker just got a bit too tipsy at the specialty theme park pub, and then you must have disappeared into these parts. Unfortunately, you must have gotten lost in the Wild West section. Curse our immersive set designs and realistic scenery. But they will get better, won't they? What, the theme park designs? No, Carl and Parker. They will. Once we take them to a doctor and they come to terms with the fact that they are no longer cowboys. That's often the hardest part. Well, Cole, it looks like the end of the road for us. Literally. Now that you mention it, I can see the theme park exit from here. It was nice while it lasted, Pots. Now let's giddy up on out of here for a new adventure. Yeehaw! It is I, the Silver Bandit, and I have come to challenge you to a... But, but where is everyone? I could swear there were a couple of cowboys in their car here a moment ago. Oh well. To the Specialty Theme Park Pub, where we shall drink the night away and enjoy a three-for-two deal on their assorted tapas. Giddy up, partner! Chase our cattle, and our keep is a daily battle. 
why don't you come on down to Westworld World? Boy, we sure rely on horsepower. I've been in the saddle for many an hour. Spitting and cursing, no need to be caught. Well, that's the life of a real wild cowboy. Why don't you come on down to Westworld World? Riding along the dusty plain. Why the hell won't it rain? It's so hard and we're all tired. Our horses have all gone buck wild. Maybe you shouldn't come to Westworld World. Working hard from Donald Dust. Worse than a job with Elon Musk. Watch out or you'll rile the fun boy. Well, that's the life of a real wild cowboy. Maybe you shouldn't come to Westworld World. Silver bullet up ahead. Blink twice and you'll be dead in a shadow cattle trembling quake. So keep quiet for goodness sake. I really think you shouldn't come to Westworld World. Don't you go messing with him, or you're risking life and limb. How many lives could he destroy? Well, that's the life of a real wild cowboy. I really think you shouldn't come. Now that it's all said and done, do your best to never come to Westworld World. Hello, is that Max? Hello? I'm your doctor. Doctor who? Ha! Fooled ya! I'm not your doctor or a time lord from out of space. I'm Sid Wright, a well-known and respected writer. Together we can make a fortune! Wait, wait. Slow down. Who exactly are you? My name is Sid Wright. I'm a highly respected writer. You must have read some of my books. They're available in all good bookshops and libraries. Yeah, I've never read any of your works. But by all means, keep talking. Well, I am looking for investors, such as yourself, to invest in my new literary adventure. Yeah, I'm not really a big reader, but I have a few free minutes, so keep talking. Um, my main interest is in phonetics and wordplay, you see. Uh, sorry, who's on the line? Some kind of writer who's looking for someone to invest. Uh, hang up for goodness sake. Tell them we're not interested in giving them our money. Wait, wait, just please listen to what I have to say. Hey, Bax, I know a good joke about a writer. Ooh, do tell. Is this really the right moment? Now, why are writers always cold? I don't know. Because they are surrounded by drafts. <laughs> oh, my days. Ha ha ha, well, aren't you funny? Oh, here's another one. What's the difference between a writer and a large cheese pizza? The pizza can feed a family of three. <laughs> hey, now wait just one moment! These are not even funny jokes! If you really want to know more about what I do, then you must listen to my work on heteronymative humor phonics. Heteronymative humor phonics? What's that? An illness? It is all about the subtleties of puns and language manipulation. To misquote the bard, if poetry be the food of love, play on. And now we perform Wordplay, written by me, Sid Wright. Begin. Oh, hey, wanna hear a joke? Hmm? Oh, yes, please. Why was the baker crying? I don't know. Why was the baker crying? Because they were in so much pain. <laughs> um... 
Cayenne. Because it's spelled like pan. It means bread in French. Right. I see that. But that doesn't really work when you say it aloud, does it? Yeah, the, the script doesn't make much sense. Uh, like, the next part is, what's a fish's favourite kind of music? Oh gosh, let's see. Bass. Or am I meant to say bass? <clears throat> Try it with a different accent. Oh, um, okay. <clears throat> then we talk about a mass teacher who starts throwing axes in a graphing lesson. <laughs> God, I'm not finishing this! <clears throat> hey now, stop ripping up my work. You don't want to see me... Like that paper it is <laughs> No, the audience can't see that it's spelled like tears Dumb joke How rude Well then, I guess I'll have to perform another work of mine instead. It's called The Keeper of the Dream Zoo Uh Imagine an imaginary menagerie manager managing an imaginary menagerie. Imagine an imaginary menagerie manager managing an imaginary menagerie. Imagine an imaginary menagerie manager managing an imaginary menagerie. Imagine an imaginary menagerie manager managing an imaginary menagerie. Imagine an imaginary menagerie manager managing an imaginary menagerie. Imagine an imaginary menagerie. You can't write stuff like this and expect it to work when said aloud? Ha 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 ha! You cannot stop me! You cannot destroy the writing flow! I will write massive sentences with no punctuation and nowhere for you to breathe! I will give you unintelligible words to speak. Oh god! Is that an emoji character on the next page? <gasps> Why you? Pouting face, angry face, angry, collision, scared face. And now there are Unicode glyphs and modifiers! Ha 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 Oh no! How are we ever going to escape these unspeakable jokes? <gasps> I... I think I have an idea. I think I know how to defeat this! Wait, what are you doing to my script? <clears throat> Did you hear about the book on amphibians? It was totally riveting! <laughs> That's sacrilege! You fudged it when saying it aloud! Riveting isn't a word! And now there's a red squiggly line on my beautiful script! <laughs> oh, how about what's large? Grey, and doesn't matter. Hmm? And irrelevant! Disgraceful! <laughs> You're ruining my dictionary compliant humor! We can measure your dissatisfaction on this seismograph! <laughs> you fiends! <laughs> You've ruined my sketch! <laughs> you are a hurricane of humanity! You know how to wind slash wind me up. You weaklings, you must realize what your significance and clocks have in common. The minute. <clears throat> this has been Wordplay by Sad B. Wright. Good night.
Okay, thanks for that said right. For future reference, listeners, we are a music show where people call in and request songs, not call our studio to force us to broadcast your radio play. Please don't do that. Still, his puns were sick. If mine were that killer, somebody would have to make a true crime podcast about me. Come on, bro, that was really good. You know it hurts my feelings when you don't react. I know, ma'am. I'm just a bit sick of words and plays. And I just wish someone would call to request a song. We normally have at least uh, one caller by now. <laughs> hey, dude, it's okay. I'm sure it's just a, a busy night. Yes! Finally! Uh, hello, listener. Welcome to Free and Refreshing T-Day Station, bringing you rockin' tunes every Tuesday and Thursday. Hey, my name is Lebo Webster. I'm a long-time listener and a big fan from Little Wilderson. Hello, Levi. What groovy bop can we play for you today? Well, it's not a song, exactly. Oh, man. It's just... I noticed that you guys weren't just doing songs tonight, and I was wondering if you'd maybe be able to do me a favour? You see, my boss, the village council chair, has been trying to do an initiative to make democracy more transparent and open to the public, but our village hall is too small to do open meetings, so... Can you broadcast our village council meeting? Um, uh, is there a reason you can't use a more local radio station? Uh, well, Little Wilderston doesn't have its own, and most of our residents refuse to listen to Great Wilderston Radio on principle, so... One second, please, Levi. Are we really gonna do this? Like, you just said we're a music show. Bro, can we even call ourselves that? We haven't played a single song yet tonight. Sure, why not? Dude. We'll just get you connected now. There's nothing unfixable so far. Oh, Miss Webster. <laughs> <clears throat> right. Most of us are assembled, so let's crack on with the agenda. Number one being attendees. Miss Webster. If you please. Thank you. So, we have present the chairperson, Mix Astrid Sunderland, the secretary, myself, Mix Levi Webster, treasurer, Mr. Anthony Barnes, morning, councillor for local amenities, Mr. Michael Carmichael, good morning, and councillor for local events, Mrs. Pamela Campbell. Cooey! No sign of vice chair, Miss Kimberly Massey Phillips. Absolutely typical. And no apologies submitted for her either. Which brings us to number two. Apologies submitted from Miss Rosie Hollingsworth. Her partner's apparently gone into labour. I'm a Green Party voter myself. But regardless, she'll be back with us next month. 
I sent you all a copy of the agenda last night. Ooh, yes, I saw. I did enjoy it. The consistent 12-point times New Roman is always a pleasure to read. <laughs> Which brings us to number three. Any objections to the order of items on the agenda? Righto. Number four. Action points from last time. Oh, oh, uh, yes, uh, I had one I needed to do. My action point was to, um, uh, 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 order a new table for the Tiddlywinks Club. And did you do that? Nope. For Christ! <laughs> action point for next time, Miss Webster. Done. It also says on the agenda that Miss Hollingsworth is going to try and start learning German to try to communicate with the people in our twin town, Hollenloch und der kleinen Brücke. But is she's not here. Oh, she's started, all right. I follow her in Duolingo. Already on the Emerald League, lucky bugger. Lovely. Well, if there's nothing else, that concludes our discussion of last month's action points. Which I believe brings us on to number five ordinary motions point A. Updates from committee members. Mr. Carmichael, would you like to begin? Jolly good mixed hair person, sir. Uh, jolly good. Uh, well, uh, I've been emailing with the chap up the hill at the Great Wilderston Snooker Club, and we floated the idea of a joint snooker championship, followed by a pub trip to the Cloak and Dagger. So, I was wondering if the treasurer might... No. You don't even know what I'm going to say. Yes, I do. You're going to ask me if you can hire the minibus to take the Little Wilderston Snooker Club up to Great Wilderston. You've asked this every single meeting for the seven years you've been on this council. Just because you prefer pool, I don't see why you have to be so stuck up about it. For the love of God, you're not a club. It's just you and your 35-year-old son booking the pool table for an hour every Friday. How dare you, man? We have a constitution that you wrote on the back of a bag of bread rolls. Mr. Carmichael, Mr. Barnes, this is no way to behave in a council meeting. And furthermore, I doubt our poor secretary could keep up with it to get down all the salient information. Could you, Mix Webster? No, I have it all. No, quite right, you do. God, those minutes are beautiful. Um, mixed chairperson, do we perhaps want to move on? Mrs. Campbell's up next with local events. Y y yes, sorry. Go ahead, Mrs. Campbell. <laughs> I'm, I'm so sorry I'm late. There's, there's been a bit of a situation. Miss Vice Chair! What possible reason could there be for you not submitting apologies before the meeting if you thought you were going to be late? Well, I... That was rhetorical. My God, I can't stand people who don't respect the structure of the agenda. <sighs> Miss Massey Phillips, you're buying the biscuits next month as penance. Mix Webster, action pointed. Done. Although, it is a little undemocratic, maybe. Overruled. For God's sake, Mick Sonson, you can't just start acting like a judge after having two weeks of jury duty. Sit down, Miss Vice-Chair. We will not start conducting meetings standing up like the anarchist in Little Beach. If you want to share something which clearly isn't related to your role as Vice-Chair, you are going to have to wait until number seven. Any other business. 
But as it stands, we were up to number 5.A, item 1. Committee members update from local events. Ooh, that's me! Top mix chairperson, do you remember back in March 2017 when we did that speed dating event? Uh, can, can this wait, maybe? What I was trying to say is that I was late because there's a giant robot roaming the streets that picked up my car and ate it. How the bloody hell didn't any of you notice? Oh, that's unfortunate, my darling. Frankly, I thought it was a modern art exhibition. It wasn't moving when I walked by, and you never know what passes for art these days. <laughs> Well, anyway, that speed dating was quite the lark. I'd like to do another, if Mr. Barnes can stretch the budget for some nibbles and fizzy drinks. <coughs> of, of course. And, uh, well, if, if you're free at any point during the evening and, uh, well, want to give the, the old speed dating a, a try, I'd, I'd be more than happy to, to show you the ropes. <laughs> Bring the Bombay mix. Then we'll talk. Uh well, doesn't Mr. Campbell mind? Uh, I would if I were in his position, and uh, speed dating is a lark, but I feel like you ought to be a little more careful. Uh, if you don't want to upset him, then... <laughs> oh, good lord, no! He's in on it in everything. He'll be at the event himself. Oh, I suppose I ought to make a poster or something to publicize it. Mind you, I'm rubbish with computers. <laughs> Oh, Mix Webster, I don't suppose you could whip something up on your laptop? Oh, God. Of course, Mrs. Campbell. So, that's three action points. Mrs. Campbell, book the hall and tell us the date. Me, make the poster. And Mr. Barnes, get the nipples. Good job, Mix Webster. And you've colour-coded the action points and everything. Ooh. If you're all finished, might I remind you about the robot? Situation? You don't need to keep going on about it. Frankly, I don't even think it's our job to deal with it. Is it, Mix Webster? Hmm. Yes, it doesn't seem to be under council jurisdiction. Police, maybe? Fire brigade? Uh, Miss Vice Chair, uh, might I ask where this uh, robot thing is? Uh, because I was going to drive down to the shops, and if it's blocking me in, then that's a bit of an inconvenience, isn't it? Last I saw, it was on Autumnwood Avenue, trying to go up Gilderstone Street. But I can hardly see how that matters. Going up Gilderstone Street, you say? But that's a one-way street. You can only go down it. Breathe, Mr. Barnes. Miss Webster, bump this up from any other business to extraordinary motions. I know it hasn't been submitted with 24 hours notice, but it can't be helped. Mrs. Campbell, grab the emergency jammy dodgers from my office, second drawer on the left-hand side of my desk. We've got ourselves a situation. Do you like the Avengers? The X-Men? Wolverine? Have you ever wanted to find out more about the daily life of a superhero? Then stay tuned to listen to The League of Superhuman Humans. To defend humanity, a band of six enthusiastic, yet somewhat incompetent, superheroes shall come together to save the day. Oh, and they're also going to make the radio debut. Their names may be obscure, 
Yet their reputation is growing day by day. First up is Speedo, who can run faster than anybody else, despite his overtight swimwear. Second up, there's Elastica, the world's most flexible woman. She's always tying herself in knots. Let us not forget Medusa, who can trace her origins back to ancient Greece. Her mystical powers are truly second to none. Superhero number four is Rocky Ray, whose strength matches that of the legendary Thor. He can throw thunderbolts and lightning. Believe me, I've seen it with my own eyes. But what about Mother Nature? Flower power is always there to bring a splash of green and new plants. She embodies nature and spiritual regeneration. But all of these notable figures are eclipsed by the one, the incomparable Dave, who has no special power to speak of whatsoever. The stage is set for dramatic tension and suspense. Yet shall the League of Superhumans come together to save the day, or will humanity be left to its fate? Introducing the newest members of the League of Superhuman Humans. Vols' answer to Marvel, DC and those Instagram bodybuilders that look like they fight monsters every day but likely have banal jobs like carpentry or acting as the primary accountant for a FTSE 100 limited company. We have... The Super Speedo. Elastica. Medusa of the Grecian Isles, because we always need a hero derived from ancient mythology. Rocky Ray. Flower Power. And I'm the Dave. Get it? Not, Not Dave or David. The Dave. There. Not getting it, Michael. Let's just drop it. Oi! It's the Dave to you, Elastica. Or should I say Sharon? Stop it, you two. No real names, remember? That's for basic people, and superheroes with long, arduous backstories. At least I'm not named after a style of overly tight swimwear. Well, I'll have you know that I had the domain speedo way before those guys copied me. In 1928. Guys! Can we please not do this right now? We've tried to film this preview ten times now. I bet the Avengers never have this problem. Well, the Avengers have a highly organised PR team, competent managers, and the quite frankly disturbing power of Disney behind them. What have we got? A clapped out green screen and a run-down village hall rented for £10 an hour and clothes lent out by the Dave's mum. Yeah, this costume is pretty restrictive. Starting to tug down there. Too much information, Speedo. What? It's true. How the Avengers put up with it, I'll never know. I can't say I suffer the same problem. Not a lot of clothes fit over my immense figure and washboard abs, so I just hulk it out instead with a pair of loose shorts. Yeah, about that, Ray. You couldn't find anything a bit less revealing to wear, could you? Ugh, humans. You're so... indecisive. You're all missing the ultimate move we could pull to make this work. Marketing. 
Marketing? How's that supposed to help? Oh, flower power, what a little daisy you are. You see, the great line of ambiguously Greco-Roman gods I descend from taught me a few tricks about self-promotion. The value isn't in the powers themselves. You have to brand yourself. Think about it. So many gods had what were ultimately useless powers. The god of wine, the goddess of the moon, the god of falafel and couscous. They didn't have the powers of Zeus or the looks of Aphrodite, but they made their names through branding. That's how I got successful. Put a bunch of snakes on your head and you'd be surprised how many people will remember you. Huh. That's a good way of thinking about it, actually. Okay, uh, let's try it with me. Super speedo, faster than the speed of light. Mm, too general. You need something a little more exciting. How is being faster than the speed of light boring? You could try being faster than my dad's old Volvo. That's distinctive. Ooh, you could be Cheetah Boy. Style yourself after the fastest animal in the world. I don't know. I mean, I'm more of a dog person. Okay, let's scrap this for now and move on to someone else. Elastica, what's your unique selling point? That's easy. I'm the human elastic band. Yeah! <gasps> I'm stuck! I'm sorry. I'm stuck! You're gonna have to pull me back. I can't move! Oh, all right. Everyone, try and dislodge Elastica from her current position. That sounds wrong. <laughs> Oop, that really... I really need to stretch before I do that. This can't be good for my muscles in the long term. Okay, let's move on to someone else. Ray, what makes you stand out? Uh, I'm made of rock, and I like smashing things. That's good. What else? Um, everyone thinks I'm really hard and rough, but to be honest, I'm a big softy on the inside. I can't stand people fighting, and I cry at Finding Nemo every time I watch it. Oh, Rocky. You didn't have to hide your real self from us. We'll love you no matter what. No, no, this is just... I think we're getting out of hand. That scene where Nemo reunites with his dad always gets me. Flower power! You must have an easy branding point, right? Flowers are your thing, after all. Actually, Rocky has inspired me to make my own confession. I've got hay fever. I can't stand nature. And if I get too close to flowers, it is seriously aggravating for me. Oh, don't worry, Flowey. It's okay. You go, Queen. <sighs> okay, I've tried my best. But I really don't think any of you are natural business people. Well, maybe we don't have to brand ourselves. What do you mean? I just got confirmation from the executives at the Ultimate Superhero Company. They've just seen the pilot we hastily made in a few hours. And they loved it! They've greenlit our show and they're ready to finance our first season. Oh my goodness, that's amazing. We're going to be famous. I'm just relieved that we don't have to do our own branding anymore. But I'm curious. What would your unique selling point be, the Dave? Well, I'm... the Dave. The cool guy on the block who knows how to rock it with every kind of person out there. I'm comfortable in any social setting. Meeting the parents, mums love me and dads want to be me. Reading quietly in the community library, I make studying look sexy. 
coughing uncontrollably in a cafe because I inhaled a bit of cake instead of eating slowly like my mum warned me to. And it's getting to that point where I'm dangerously choking and need someone to do the Heimlich maneuver on me. Style it out. There's nothing that a chill demeanor and a good gag reflex can't sort out. I'm the one you call when you're hurt and you just need a shoulder to cry on. I'm the one you call in times of danger when the neighbor's dog keeps barking viciously at you and everyone's like, oh, Paul's McGaw just does that, but you know he only does that to you. I'm the guy you call when you're going through a clothing crisis and you're torn between a classic polo top or a Hawaiian shirt because dad core is in trend again. I'm the one to call when you need a hero. I'm the day. Wow. That was... wow. Good job, the Dave. Thanks. You know me, just off the cuff. Nothing rehearsed, or endlessly thought over beforehand. Well, gang, this is to our future as world-class superheroes. To the future! To, to the, the future. future! You already know the Marvel teams, the DC teams, and so many, many more. But all those teams have something that they lack Only the League of Superhuman Humans has your back There's Elastico, Stretchy, Speedo who runs quickly Medusa's an ancient Greek goddess There's Flower Power and Rocky Rain And don't forget the day It's the League of Superhuman Humans We're better than all the other teams Finance for just one season, but we'll milk it for 23. Oh, yeah. Do you need a god to groan? Big rocks that must be thrown. Some errands quickly done, or a yoga class run. Some help with a classics degree. Or anything at all if the Dave is free. The League of Superhuman Humans We're better than all the other teams We've been financed for just one season But we'd never do this for free Yeah The Superhuman Humans The Superhuman Humans That was awesome! We should totally go and see it when it comes out. Yeah, that would be dope. We can share popcorn. Wait, what kind of popcorn do you like? Sweet and salty all the way, bro! The hell, man! Sweet and salty things should never touch. Even when it's corn, it doesn't make it good. Okay, fine. No popcorn. Pick and mix? I think I've perfected the art of getting the most amount of sweets for the least amount of money. Trick is to start with the fudge in that, then fill up on jelly beans and smarties that get into all the empty spaces. Dude, that's so smart. Bring it in. Honestly, I'm really looking forward to this trip, man. I haven't been to the cinema since the Tinder date I went on, where they spent the whole time rustling their bag of licorice all sorts. I mean, come on, if, if you're going to disturb the film with eating, at least have it be something we can share. I can't stand licorice all sorts. Bro, that's the worst. <sighs> I've given up, Tinder. 
There are all sorts of wacky people on there. Charlie was telling me this story. Charlie from uni? Or Charlie, your cousin, who writes cyberpunk fantasy musical podcasts? Charlie from uni. Gotcha. They were saying, well, I'll set the scene. Charlie, their sibling, and their grandma are playing I Spy. Um, is it trench coat? No. How could you even think I would own a coat made for the trenches after what happened last time? Um, okay. Not going to go there. Uh, what about table? <sighs> nope. Uh, well, what do you think it is, Frankie? And you won't find the answer on the phone. Have a look. Well, you've got that right. It definitely isn't Tumblr, because I can't get that to work right now. Sorry, Frankie. It isn't Tumble Dryer. Uh, right, Frankie. Give me the phone. You're here to spend time with your grandma. <gasps> Charlie! What have I told you about calling me that? My name is Maria, like my mother and all eight of my sisters, so you will call me that and not some aging nickname. And let Frankie have the phone. It's amazing to see what you can do with technology these days. Yes! If you ask me, you can do too much with it. Kids be on their phones too much. Of course, Tinder still works here. Yes! Well done, you've got it, Frankie! Also, I'd hope Tinder would still work here. How else will I light my stove? Uh, no, uh, Maria, it's a dating app. Oh! Can I use it to find a man with a pension? Yeah, Tinder's full of old men. Uh, no, Maria, most of these men are catfishing. They don't actually exist. Charlie, I'm not above marrying fishermen if they have money. You know, I used to wrestle piranhas when I was Frankie's age. It's the perfect hobby for a young lady. Oh, come on, Charlie. It'll be fun. Besides, we need to find Maria, a man with a pension. <laughs> uh. Anyway, Maria, we need to set up your profile. How old are you? Oh, a lady never tells. I need it for the profile. Fine. I'm 21. Maria, I need your real age. It is my real age. Fine. I also need a bio, so just describe yourself and what you're looking for. An incredibly attractive, mature lady seeks a wealthy man with a pension. I like long walks on the beach. Instead of the beach thing, I'm going to put some aubergine emojis. But I don't like aubergines. They look like slugs when they've been cooked and my slug eating days are over. But... Anyway, my friend Beth told me they make more men look at your profile. Now, we just need some photos. Say cheese! Beth also said you need to have some special photos on your profile. Uh, Frankie, that's enough. What kind of special photos? She said you need dirty photos that show off your melons. Uh... Well, the cleaning supplies are in the kitchen, but I don't think we have any melons. Will oranges do instead? Probably. Let's have a look. Oh, thank God. You know, this reminds me of when I still was with your granddad, back before the accident. We were travelling in France, and this French woman comes up to me and keeps flirting with me and dancing with me. She was very persistent. I think she was one of those people who likes men and women. What do you call them again? Bicycle? 
Bisexual? Bisexual! Oh, yes, that's the one. Now, tell me, Charlie, do you like men and women? Uh, uh, yeah. Oh, I thought so. Now I can introduce you to those lovely people I met at the fair trade market last year. There was you one know of what, Charlie? We've been focusing on Maria's look like this whole time. We should make you a tender too. Say cheese. Uh, no, wait. Oh, wait. Well, guess what don't. a brilliant idea. Here, don't forget the melons. Uh. Well, that's the end of the fun, folks. Moving away from the topic of family, it's time for our special evening segment. What are your night plans? It's 2pm. This is a segment where you can call in and tell us all about your exciting plans for the evening. Going to a fancy restaurant? Sitting at home eating ice cream? Crying all alone, worrying that no one buddy will ever truly love you for anything more than the cheerful facade you hide behind, resigned to solitude for eternity? Well, call in and tell us about it! And our first call tonight comes from Sophie and her friend Rick. So, Sophie, what are you up to tonight? Hi Max and Drew, big fans of the show. Rick and I called in to tell you that a haunted house appeared in the edge of our town and we're going to check it out. Oh my gosh, this is so exciting! Could we please play Ghostbusters by Ray Parker Jr.? It's the only fitting song for the occasion. Later, Drew. Later. <sighs> well, Sophie, you and Rick must really love spooky stuff to check out a haunted house. <laughs> yeah, uh, I don't... Sophie's basically dragging me along. <laughs> well, that's friendship right there. You guys have a great time in that haunted house. Would you like to request a song while you're calling in? Uh, not really. Uh, uh okay. Then. Well, a haunted house is certainly one way to spend an evening. What about you, Drew? Are you into that stuff? Not me, Max. Spooky things completely terrify me. But if you asked me to come with you to one, I think I would. Good, because I'd be terrified as well. I'd need someone to go with me. Speaking of which, I wonder how Rick and Sophie are getting on now. Yeah, I wonder. Sophie. I'm certain of it. This is where the leaflet told us to go. Uh, Hallowed Hall House, Winter Lane, Oxbridge, Sherwood, Shire, Shire. Haunted House Tour led by Vex Luther. Huh. Weird. It seems like we're the first ones here. I, I don't know, Sophie. I've got a bad feeling about this place. <sighs> You're such a warrior, Rick. I'm sure it's all fine. We just need to find the tour guide. Too cold? No need to be alarmed. It is I, Vex Luther. Oh, uh, pardon us. We were just wondering where you were. Um, is there anyone else coming along on this tour? No, just you two so far. We will wait until the raven crows for anyone else to arrive. If it's just you two, you shall have me all to yourself. How divine. <laughs> Let's get out of here, Soph. This guy's a creep. Oh, come on, Rick. We never get to do anything fun. You only want to leave because you're scared anyway. <laughs> no, I'm not. You are too. 
that's crude. It's time for the tour to begin. If you follow me down this hallway, you'll see that there are several doors. Each door leads to a room of hallowed horrors. Imagine your greatest fears all localised entirely in one place. <laughs> um, actually, so I am scared now. Really scared. Let's go. Let's go and open the door and see where it leads to. Isn't it? It's Ariana Grande, and she isn't wearing her signature high ponytail! <laughs> Didn't I tell you this would be a frightening tour? Rick, you are joking, right? Why would I make a joke about Ariana Grande? She's an icon! <sighs> Let me have a look, it can't be that bad. <sighs> but, but she looks so empty without it. Don't throw your high ponytail extensions away, Ariana! I, I know it's a hard look to pull off, but, but you're not seriously going to... She's doing it! My God, she's throwing away her wig collection! No! That room limbered you up nicely. Now let's look at the next room. P please, no, we can't take any more after that. I can't see anything! Go inside. The darkness welcomes you. There doesn't seem to be anything scary about this room. There's nothing... Ow! Rick! What is it? Sophie! It's the most horrific thing of all! What? What? I've just stepped on Lego and I'm wearing thin soled shoes. No! I'm surrounded by the. Save yourself while you still can! I won't leave you here, Rick! Well, we have to because we're getting behind on tour. Get him out! Now! Oh, he's fine. The light turns on once the door closes, and there's a tutorial for how to make a Lego Star Wars set. Oh. But there is one piece missing from the set, so it can never be entirely complete. <laughs> you monster! Oh, I think I prepared you very nicely for our final surprise. Are you ready? Uh, I, I don't think so. Good! Let's open the final door. It's just a computer. Look. Closer. It's my dad's, and he's got Facebook, and he's following me and liking all my posts. Horror of horrors, he's even sharing embarrassing anecdotes from our private family life interspersed unironically with Y2K slang for the whole world to see. Looking cute, sweetie. Reminds me of when you raided the makeup drawer and pasted your whole face in the mirror. Lol, RFL, LMAO, hashtag my darling daughter. You don't even use LOL, RFL, and LMA in the same sentence, Dad. It's the same thing! <laughs> Feeling frightened now? I'm going to find Rick and save him from the torturous fate you've created for him with the faulty Lego Star Wars set. Then we're leaving and we're going to tell everyone to avoid this godforsaken place. It's cursed, I tell you. Cursed!
Yeah. Hello? Is anyone there? We're the Ariana Grande fan club and our tour bus just broke down. Um, can anyone help us? Come hither, young punters, and all you ghost hunters. You think you're so fearless. Well, lend an ear and see what's here. My spooks and frights are peerless. The mansion looks gloomy, but inside it's roomy. If you come inside here, your greatest fear is waiting here. It sounds cliche, but sue me! Dead of night, moon is bright. Hold on tight, house of fright. See horrors inhuman, a crap school reunion, instructionless flat packs. Now watch your back, a pack of hacks straight from the student union. Dead of night, moon is bright, hold on tight, house of right. Stumbling through the house, confused. There's no one around and my phone is dead. I spot him, a strange man wearing a beanie. I turn to cry for help. Too late! I'm trapped alone here with the monster! He brandishes an acoustic guitar and breaks into a chorus. My god! It's... WONDERWOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOO
We welcome you here today to convene the first meeting of the Inside Number Nine Fan Club, founded five years ago today to celebrate the numerous dramatic achievements of the hit TV anthology show created by the inimitable Reese Shearsmith and Steve Pemberton. We know we're fans of the show; otherwise, we wouldn't be here. Why are you telling this to us?、Oh, I don't know. In case there are newcomers in the audience, or say people tuning into the Vols Comedy Showcase, raising money for an important cause every year, who aren't familiar with the premise of the show in order to get the punchlines of the following sketch, but that's besides the point. Oh, look at Al being meta again! You're ripping off the original masters of the meta sketch, Reese and Steve. Stop trying! You'll never be better than them. Will people stop interrupting me from this audience, please? It really disrupts the flow of things. <laughs> That's better. Ahem, where was I? Oh yes, we're gathered here today to kick off the first annual event of the society with our inaugural Inside Number Nine Scavenger Hunt. What? We've never done that before. Where's the food and the drinks? I thought this was going to be like port and policy. Are you a Tory or something? Yes. No.、Oh. All right then. I'm a lefty. I personally lean more towards pizza and policy myself. While I don't agree with their policies, they do serve some good pork. Enough. This year, we're going to do things a little differently with a scavenger hunt full of plot twists, dramatic monologues, and quirky side characters in the style of our favourite BBC TV show. Of course, the magic number nine will appear in some form, and there may be a rival showdown. With our arch nemesis, Black Mirror. <gasps> It was so good before Charlie Brooker sold out to Netflix. Yes, thank you, Carl. There'll be a prize for whoever finishes the scavenger hunt first. Oh, go on, tell us. The tension is killing me. Bob, you've really got to do something about the way you get almost fatally emotionally invested in things. As for the grand prize, it will be tickets to Comic Con to meet the Grand Masters, Reese and Steve themselves. Well, yes, but how could you have known? The details of this have been kept top secret until tonight. Well, maybe it's because I have the tickets right here in my hand. <gasps> but how? No one knew about the prize or its whereabouts. <laughs> you fool! You didn't slip up. It was a very tightly planned event. Luckily for me, my scavenging skills are superior to this salacious inside number nine setup. What? I'm good. I'm just really good at this. But how did you do it? Let's just say I have a few tricks up my sleeve. A master scavenger never tells their secrets. I don't know if I'm making a contrived observation here, but funnily enough, this is turning into an episode of Inside Number Nine with all its twists and turns. Oh, that is a very insightful thought indeed. In fact, you could say my whole act has been to show who is the biggest Inside Number Nine fan here by doing my own homage to them. In tracing down the scavenger hunt and finding the prize before anyone else did, I have superseded you all and shown myself to be the ultimate fan, worthy of meeting Reese and Steve. Al, why are you clapping like that? Oh, Zina, Zina, Zina. You really charm me with your idling ways and your foolish delusion. Look at the tickets. They're the convention tickets. I swear, 
Two tickets to see Reese and Steve live. In your dreams. Xena, you doofus. I knew you'd fall for this trick. Love Al. How could I have missed this? <laughs> Turns out you're not the scavenging super hunt you thought you were. But how on earth did you know I would steal the tickets? Because I know you, Xena. Better than you know yourself. I'm the president of this small society. It is my role to understand you, get to know you, become you. I'm five steps ahead of you, every single one of you, and I have the ultimate insights into all our members and their deepest desire. It seems a bit perky if you ask me. Ditto that. Silence, my followers, for I have preserved the integrity of the scavenging hunt by protecting the prize from one that has ulterior motives. And thus, I have saved the Inside Number 9 Appreciation Society. So, hold on. If Xena hasn't got the tickets, where are they now? Somewhere only I know. And with that, let the hunt begin. Hold on just there. Aren't these the tickets you're looking for? Bob! But how? Turns out you don't know your members as well as you think you do. I'm so confused right now. <laughs> You've always underestimated me, Al. Kept me close to you, but in a way that didn't threaten your authority. Treated me like a clown. A funny man for when you were feeling down. When in reality, I have been playing you at your own game. What do you mean? You see, Al, I've been cultivating this dumb persona of mine for quite some time now, with the exact purpose of fooling you. I knew that once you saw me as an idiot, you would underestimate me, not realizing that I was your greatest threat! Wow, that's a deep villain story. Thanks, Cal. You've always been nice to me. So what you're saying is that you orchestrated this whole reveal to get back at Al? Well, there's that, but also I just really wanted a ticket. Hey, guys. But I'm so confused! Did you not like Al and cultivate the clown personality to dupe him? Or did the clowning around come after Al mistreating Guys! You? You're not getting the point! I meticulously crafted this plot so that you would all underestimate me, and then I could get the tickets! Guys! I just got a notification on my phone. So, because of the pandemic, the conference has been cancelled. No one will be meeting Reese and Steve. All that effort and planning. For nothing. I can't believe we went through this emotional turmoil for nothing. No, I know. It's really annoying. But I guess it was a fun night, right? I mean, we may as well complete the scavenger hunt together. If there's nothing for us to win at the end, it will probably be nicer for us to enjoy ourselves and complete the hunt. For inside number nine. Yeah, count me in. I'm ready for whatever comes. Me too. Let's get going then. The first clue should be around here somewhere. But don't you know where the scavenger hunt is? I do, but it will still be fun to do it anyway. Yeah, of course. Let's make this the best night the society has ever had! Cal? You coming? Uh, yeah, definitely. Just need to sort something out here first. Okay, well, see you in a minute. <laughs> that fake notification should get them off my trail. I guess I'll be meeting Reese Shearsmith and Steve Pemberton soon. Thanks for sending that in.
great to hear from so many passionate people. Man, I can't imagine being that intense about a TV show. I don't know, bro. I was on Tumblr during the peak of Super Hulock, so I have seen some stuff. What's Super Hulock? Is it a weird, as seen on TV, super strength lock? Dude. Once tonight's show's over, I have a lot of stuff to show you. And I mean a lot. Okay. For our listeners, if you're thinking of submitting something for our fan club segment in the future, what you just heard might be an idea of what not to submit. Hmm. Speaking of submissions, our producer just told us someone called in to request a song. Finally! Drew, sit down. You'll knock the mic. Yes, uh, sorry, sorry about that caller. Uh, Connecting you now. Hey, Drew. Hey, Max. I'm Montgomery. Hi. Hi! What can we do for you, our flappy little friend? I, I'd like to request a song, if, if that's okay, with, with a message. Absolutely. Go ahead, man. Uh, so, I'd, uh, I'd, I'd like to request All Star by Smash Mouth, if that's okay, I mean... Hell yeah, that's one of my favorite songs. So much better than the original as well. Who's the lucky recipient? My... My girlfriend? Martini? Please be the wind beneath my wings and come with me to Mothbrom? That is too cute. We'll play that now. Mothany, you are one lucky lady. Bug! Dude, she's a moth, not a ladybird beetle. I know. I was making a joke. Never mind. Our first song of the night. All Star by Smash Moth. For Mothany from Mothgummery. And there we have it, my lovely mothy man. I hope you enjoyed your song. Feel free to call in again to let us know how it went. Man, what a lovely story from Montgomery. They're really made for each other. I know. I really hope she said yes to his promposal. Honestly, who wouldn't want to be asked out to Moth Prom to the soundtrack of All Star by Smash Moth? I know. I sure would if I was a moth. What do you think you'd look like as a moth? A moth person. Oh, my dude. You have no idea how much thought I've put into this. If I were a moth person, I would be a rosy maple moth. I'm sorry. Hang on. You're into moths? You're a... a... Yeah, I'd definitely be a rosy maple moth. I want to look like a Battenberg. A lepidopterist? Yeah. How did I not know that about you? I don't know, you've worked with me for like, how long? We've been hosting this show for three years now. How did I not know that my bestest bro? I don't know, you've been around my apartment, like, you must have seen my collection. Wait, is that why there's that giant moth in your bathroom on the wall with like, 
like huge beady eyes that just stare into, well, I was going to say stare into your soul, but really it just stares directly at something else when you're sat there on the... (laughs) What? There's no moth in my bathroom. Why would I keep one of my collection in there? I don't know. I think you just found a very perverted moth. What? Just a random moth from outside the... Yeah, that's just really interested in your... Oh, hold on. We seem to have another call coming through. Uh, Sorry to our listeners at home. Went on a bit of a tangent there. (laughs) You can call in whenever you like with our number on our... Tumblr blog. It's a Tumblr blog. Shut up. We're going to hook this call up right now. And we're in. Hello. How are you doing today? Uh, hello? Anyone home? Yep, this is Drew. And I'm Max. And we're free and refreshing T-Day Station, where we play rockin' music so you can free and refresh yourself every Tuesday and Thursday. Did you accidentally call in? Or have you got a request for us for... Throw it to the throng Thursday! Thursday. God, I nearly messed that up. Um, hello? Hello? Can, Can you hear me? Yeah, we can hear you. How are you? On the verge of a breakthrough. Can you answer a question for me? Of course. Fire away. What's the date? The full date? It is... Insert date here. The 15th of September 2022, dude. Yes! It's a breakthrough! I did it! It worked! My interdimensional and intertime and spatial transmitter and communicator actually works! Oh, wow! That's... Professor? Professor! What is she... Just play along. She's young. Professor? Hey, Professor! Eh, true. What harm could she do? Professor! Uh, spoke too soon. Yes, well done, Eliza. <sighs> Stupid Professor. So, Eliza, what does this transmitter do? Sends message across time and space, as we're doing right now. For me, it is currently the year 2074, 9.15pm. That's exactly a 52-year difference. No way, dude. This is a hoax. Is this XX Ebony Darkness XX prank calling us again? Oh, hell no, dude. Please leave us alone, man. We just want to play our music. We don't want to be beta you. This isn't a hoax or a prank call. Prove it. Prove it? I'm a lepidopterist. I believe in the scientific method. What's a lepidopterist? Someone who studies or collects moths and butterflies. What is moths and, uh, butterflies? Oh boy, are you in for a treat! Moths and butterflies belong to the Lepidoptera group, comprising of about 165,000 species worldwide. Just prove it to us. Request a song for us. That's what we do here. A person who doesn't know what a moth is. <laughs> uh, but you won't have it, since it doesn't exist yet for you. Okay, well, play us a song and we'll, we'll shazam it. And if it doesn't recognize it, then we'll know. 
Alright. I don't know what that is, but let me see. It's an audio recognizing app. I wish I wish I could go back and rediscover moths. Get your Shazam out, bro. Right, yes. The Shazam! Is anything coming up? No, nothing yet. It's loading. Oh. What does it say? It says Timber by Pitbull. Well, that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> Guess he really is Mr. Worldwide. Clearly that wasn't Pitbull. Or Timber. Well, yeah, I know. There's no Kesha. Oh my girl, Kesha. I learn new things about you every day. Oh, are you two done? Did your shablam do its thing? Did it prove intertemporal travel is possible? Even though it is obvious that it is, because I'm here. Yes, it did. It clearly wanted to give us any answer, rather than say the song doesn't exist, because it doesn't yet. Because you're from the future. Yes, I am aware. I'm living in it. Dude, this is insane! <laughs> yes, well, um, now that it's proven to work, I'm going to continue my 100,000 word report on my findings. Thank you for your participation. I'll make sure to change your names for privacy protection. Um, and so your descendants can't leech off my fame once you're dead. <laughs> uh, excuse me. We'll be alive by the time your year rolls around. Yeah, sure. Um, thank you for partaking in my research project. Wait, wait, wait. Can we ask one more question? We'll never get a chance like this again. Fine. What's the future like? Have we got flying cars? Or flying skateboards? Oh, that would be sick. Are there time-traveling DeLoreans? Half the world is permanently on fire. The cities are rife with smog, so the only option has been to build upwards, leaving the poor to suffer in squalor below. There was another outbreak of rabies, strain Z, which led to another bunch of zombies ploughing through the shopping district. Though some of the flash floods, plus the two tsunamis, put a good 5% of the flames out on the west coast, and actually managed to trap a good bunch of the zombies in an Ikea, so they'll be stuck in there for good. Does that answer your question? You're the kidding, right? Listen, you don't need to worry. It's not going to happen. I'm going to fix it. I'm going to fix it all. I'm going to pioneer time travel and I'm going to stop this from ever happening. No global heating, no zombies, no mudslides and rising sea levels and definitely no more Elon Musk. Because I'm Eliza Valentine, the greatest scientist who ever lived and nothing can stop me. <laughs> Woo! Yeah! Yeah, save us! I believe in you, Eliza Valentine. Uh, yeah, please make sure we, as the human race, don't fall prey to our own terrible decisions. It wasn't all our fault. Yeah, boo, Elon Musk, Amazon, Tories, my great aunt Cynthia. 
She thinks the ice cap shrinking is a hoax. Oh, ew. Boo. Yeah, boo. 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 <laughs> Thank you. You've believed in me more than many others here at the Academy. I won't forget you two. Aww. Well, I hope your descendants survive long enough for me to meet them. Wow. Over and out. Do you think she can do it? I hope so. Or that she was just exaggerating. Or that the whole thing was a hoax. Or a fever dream. <laughs> <laughs> you don't think she'll let her intelligence and power get to her head, right? Nah, she seems clinically sane. What the hell? Is that... Ah, my eyes! Don't look straight at it, whatever you do! I wasn't going to. Why are you stupid enough to stare right into it? Well, hello there, old friend. <gasps> No, no way. Oh, yes way, darlings. Eliza Valentine, right here in the flesh. I combined my time machine with my interdimensional transmitter and communicator. I can now travel to specific places in time. Can't believe I didn't think of it sooner. How could I be so stupid? You two are coming with me. What? Why? So I can rule the world, of course. I'm going to need lackeys. Competent lackeys. Don't worry, the bar's on the floor. You'll pass just fine. The clones aren't exactly bright. Oh, mothball. Can I at least bring my moth collection? 